You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as I can. You know, eating healthy is always on everyone's mind, and corona has not made things any easier, especially when they're trying to lock us down again. This week's guest is Rosalie Schatzman. She says we can enjoy what we eat, eat healthy, and lose weight. And that is music to my ears. Rosalie, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Thank you for that warm welcome, Svi. Good to be here. Thank you. Oh, it is my pleasure. And I always ask, um, just to let everybody know who we're talking to, who is Rosalie Schatzman? Okay. Who is Rosalie Schatzman? Well... First off, I would like to say that I am a wife, happily married, Baruch Hashem, for 30-plus years. Wow. I'm a mother to four beautiful children, Baruch Hashem, who are parents themselves. And I'm a doting grandmother to my adorable grandchildren. That's the best part. I would also like to say I'm very um, community-minded. I've been living in the five towns for the past 30 years. And I'm active in my local shul, although not quite as much now with our current situation. I'm also an exercise enthusiast. It goes hand-in-hand hand with eating healthy. I used to belong to a gym before corona. Um, it closed it down, so I started walking every day. Now with the inclement weather, I'm going to have to look into joining the gym again, most likely. And also, I am extremely passionate, as you know, about helping people learn how to eat and lead a healthy lifestyle. So I think that explains who I am. Yeah, I think that covers it. Just in case, you know, when you, you live in New York, everybody knows what the five towns are. Uh, but out here in Detroit, they're not sure which five towns you're referring to. Okay. But Let that's out in the island. More, more specific. Five towns is in Long Island, New York, and Nassau County. Um, it's very heavily Jewishly populated, more so now than when we first moved there. And um, it's considered Cedarhurst, Woodmere, Hewlett, um, Lawrence, and Inwood. Those are the five towns. Oh, okay, excellent. And my office is located in Hewlett. Okay, all, all works for me. And uh, I'm not sure every time I listen to the news, your schools are yet open, your schools are not open. We have our own stuff happening over here. But uh, we're, we're going to talk healthy eating because uh, it's one of the things that I like to hear about. It helps me. But really, just to get us rolling, um, how did you get into helping people with weight loss? Good question, uh, because I wasn't always in this field. Originally, I was a preschool teacher and director. Um, my degree actually is in education and psychology. I went back later to NYU for counseling. I've always been into health and nutrition forever. I was reading up, you name it, on the newest trends, the newest diets. Then about, 
I'm going to say about 18 years ago, there was a family health crisis that really made me stop and think and reevaluate what I want to do for the rest of my life. It, it was a life-changing moment. I decided to take the year off, and then I suddenly came across this position, which was a perfect fit. It was a new facility that was being opened in the five towns. They needed someone with an educational background who knew the community, um, who was physically fit, into nutrition, who could be helped, you know, to motivate people. And that was me. I said, yeah, I, I want to do this. Sixteen years later, I'm still excited to be helping people. And You know, they say if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. That's right. So just so I, I, I get the picture, so you are like a self-taught nutritionist? You are, you, you, you've well, looked at I different things? Well, I did train. I should preface it by saying um, my main forte is in counseling and in motivating, but I did train with, with um, the owners of Weight No More Diet Center for six to about nine months before we actually opened Okay, and got it. I, I don't call myself a nutritionist. I am a weight loss coach. Oh, so a coach. Who is extremely educated in nutrition. Okay, good. And healthy eating habits. Which is like what, what we want. But uh, And just continuing with that thought, we might as well put this one out on the table. Um, why is eating healthy important? Why is it important? They, well, you know, they say if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Eating healthy helps promote good health. When we eat well, we sleep better. We have more energy. We have better concentration. And we maintain a good body weight. What I found lately, and, and it's, it's increasing, obesity is a major, major health issue in our society, especially in the from Jewish community. Right now, I am coaching so many people with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, IBS, heart disease, sleep apnea, PCOS. It can go on and on. And many of these conditions, most of these conditions, can be alleviated by controlling our weight fee. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I myself, a couple of years ago, um, I knew my weight was getting too high, and I was living on Prilosec because I didn't have it, um, did not go well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did change. I made some changes. For me personally, just really just getting rid of all the carbs. And uh, except holiday season, which we're going to talk about, um, I don't take Prilosec anymore. I can go to sleep. Good yeah. for you. I can go to sleep. I can wake up. I can feel good. And what's interesting is even though on Shabbos, it's interesting, it's, during the week, I'm pretty good. In other words, for the most part, I'm on no carbs during the week. I'm not saying no sugars, but no carbs, except over Friday afternoon, Shabbos. And, uh, and, and what, what's happened is that, like, even chalent, for those who don't know what chalent is, it's just about as unhealthy as you can get, but tastes delicious. Meat, <laughs> oil, barley, potatoes, beans. You know, I don't eat it anymore. I'll have a little piece of meat just to make now the family happy. Huh? Not even a little tiny bit? Yeah, I have a, pe- a little piece of meat and sometimes a little piece of something massively healthy, that little piece of kishka. But when I say a little, I mean like a spoon. 
Mm-hmm. And even that sometimes I don't feel so good afterwards. Like my body has has learned what makes it feel good. While if I'm busy never eating well, um, then I have no idea what makes me you know happy or unhappy. So that's uh, that's words, when you've eaten healthy for a while, your body really feels that difference. Right? Are you able? I mean, do you show that to people? Do they ha- do they need a lot of convincing to know they'll actually feel better when they give it a shot for a couple months? Um, I think inherently a lot of people know that they should be eating healthy. It, it, many times it takes them a very long time to make that initial phone call because they know that that means they're, they're taking control of their life. It's much easier to keep on doing what you've been doing and not really realize that you should take that control. But once they do come and once they do commit to learning how to eat, they find very quickly, usually within the first couple of weeks, how much better they feel. So are they, are they, when they call you, if they have the guts to call you, are they afraid that they're going to miss out on all their favorite foods? Absolutely. And I, what I tell them is that don't worry about it. Eating healthy doesn't mean eating with blandness, with eating you know, without enjoying your food, um, with not celebrating holidays with your family. It means incorporating good habits so that you can eat the way you Hashem created us to eat. Okay, In other so, words, we don't have to forgo eating well with eating healthy. Uh, so let's get into that a little bit. So um, everybody knows, and all the good Jewish jokes, and all the, the, the grandmother jokes, which now that you're a grandmother, so you get these jokes. Grandmothers love to feed, and holidays come, and... And look, I know what my table looks like during the holiday. There's the meats, and there's the kugels, and potatoes, and side dishes, and cakes, and ice creams. Yeah, that's holidays. All my favorite tooth All Believe my favorite. Me, just because I'm in this um, nutrition business doesn't mean I don't like those foods also. Okay, good. And that's what we're going to talk about. And, and it's not just like, you know, you say, okay, the holiday's over. Now I'm going to go on a diet. But then... Oh, but I have this wedding coming up, and oh, I have this bar mitzvah coming up, and and this one's party, and that one's party. So let's just uh, just to give just an idea, uh, a mindset for people. Um, what what is a person to do if they want to? You know, they know they have to eat healthy, but they know there's all this food, and it's right there in front of them. You know, Svi, I totally get the the Jewish community. We have holidays, we have simchas. We, Baruch Hashem, we have all these things. Every day of the week here in my community, there, there is a simcha going on. We have kosher restaurants every other storefront on our main street. You can eat your way, I say, down Central Avenue. Yeah. Shabbos comes like clockwork every week. What I pride myself in is that I teach people how to eat, not how to diet. When you can incorporate healthy habits into your life, you can lead and live a normal life, and that means going to simchas. It means enjoying the food there. Portion control in moderation. We're going to always have those simchas. Baruch Hashem, we always have them. We have to learn how to handle them. Yeah, you know, for some of us, um, I have a friend who lost tons of weight, and now he basically eats like a rabbit. But um, he said that, you know, if you put good food in front of him, he can't, I know you don't like that word, can't. He says he can't stop eating. And you tell people they can. So how do you train That's a person who, 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 who says can't 
And therefore, he has to have a whole, you know, three pieces of cake instead of half a piece of cake. Everything is portion control, eating in moderation. I always quote the Rambam. Um, since it's impossible to have any understanding and knowledge of the Creator when one is sick, it is one's duty to avoid whatever is injurious to the body and to cultivate habits that promote health and vigor. When we say can't, whether we think we can or we think we can't, it's going to come true. We have to take that tee off and say, I will learn about portion control. I will begin to learn to control my habits because habits are only habits. We maybe create them and maybe they've taken many years to create and it will take effort. It will take time, but habits can be replaced with better habits. So how does one change their habits? Just because uh, Rosalie well, says that, change your habit? Program. Uh, uh, good. When they come to me, it's a behavior modification program. They are held responsible three days a week. We meet Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I help them plan their menu. I teach them how to eat from all the six major food groups. Um, it's a very comprehensive program. It's not a fly-by-night, quick fix, you know, give me one month, I'm going to get the weight off, and then goodbye. It's a learning educational process. Okay, amazing. That's what we need. No, I mean, it's, I understand the portion control. I myself, it's like so interesting, as I told you, there's certain things that I'm not into anymore. So it happens to be in school by us. They have reading programs, and when they finish reading a certain amount, they can make a party in school. So what do you think they come in for the parties? Potato chips and soda and a cupcake or cake. And in the old days, I'm ready for doubles. I actually, I don't eat it. And it's even easier because my kids come in, and they say, oh, can we have it? I say, yeah, please, just take this. And, and I'm good to go. But but that's where I am. Is that where you want people to get to, or you want them to take a, a little piece of that cake that comes in? I Again, everything in moderation. Living life doesn't mean deprivation. That, again, Hanukkah's coming. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, many Hanukkah parties are going to be curtailed this year, we still have the traditional holiday food, the latkes and the donuts. We actually have a recipe for healthy latke version on our website. I welcome anyone to, you know, come check it out. Moderation is the key with everything in life. We need to learn how to eat, not how to diet. So Diets what, don't work. So, I always tell people that you go on a diet, you go off a diet. It's the, it's the yo-yo effect. Um, doesn't work. Never did and never will. When you learn how to eat for life, you learn how to handle food. Some people do have triggers, and they have to stay away from them. Like you mentioned that there's certain foods that you don't eat anymore. Um, everybody has a certain food they know if they start, they're not going to stop. But for the most part, when we go to a simcha, when we, when we celebrate a holiday, we're supposed to be supposed to have joy. That includes food. It always has. It always will. We need to learn how to handle it. Okay. So two Maybe two more questions about your, your program. Okay, we'll talk later to make sure people know how to get in touch with you. Um, and I, we probably touched on this already, but how is your program different than any other program out there? I'm glad you asked that. First of all, 
what we do is we teach people how to eat from all six major food groups, the proteins, the grains, the fruits, the vegetables, the dairies, and the fats. Every single major food group is included. No food group is left, is left out. One time, I have to interrupt you. I didn't hear chocolate. Uh, you know what? You're speaking to someone who loves chocolate. <laughs> no <laughs> chocolate especially, even though it's the dark chocolate that's healthier. Yeah, well, which food group is chocolate in? That's the one I'm more concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I would put it in the fat food group. Oh, okay, just checking. We always have to have room for chocolate, Steve. Yes. Um, what I say is Hashem gave us good stuff. Nothing wrong with the whole grains, the oats, the whole wheat. We include carbs in our program, even challah and cholent. Wow. And they, so other okay. diets may, may say no carbs, may say put this together with that, don't um, have only citrus in the morning, have only this at night. We say no. We teach you how to eat. You're going to be eating your breakfast. You're going to be having lunch. You're going to be having dinner. You're going to be having snacks in between. You're going to be having your grains, your fruits, your vegetables, your proteins, your dairies, and your fats. We do not exclude everything. We don't start people on everything right away. We start them slowly on certain foods and gradually add more foods as their body can handle it, as their metabolism starts to speed up. But there is no food by the time they're done with our program that is off limits. Okay. So, again, not, uh, we're not sitting down to have a full-fledged coaching uh, um, uh, speech, but uh, could you just give us a few easy tips for somebody out there? Obviously, they should pick up the phone or they should go online and they should, uh, they should contact you. But, but just somebody who, who wants to, on their own, just start, just to take that first step, what are some tips people need to know to eat healthy? Some tips. I think one of the major things is that people tend to skip meals. They breakfast is a is a very big one. Um, I, I coach many men who skip breakfast, lunch, come home at night, and they have a huge dinner. Wrong. Don't skip meals. It wrecks havoc on your metabolism. You need to have your breakfast. You need to have lunch. You need to have dinner. Again. You, you don't need to eat more than that. If you don't want to have snacks in between, it's your choice. We advocate having snacks in between, but don't skip meals. Um, number two, choose to eat from a wide variety of food every single day. Don't stick to just protein one day, grains another day, fruits or vegetables. Eat from a you know, wide palette of food. Um, three, we need to exercise portion control. Many people tell me they know what to eat. They just don't know how much to eat. And there really is no place that teaches us that. Our parents don't really know. The schools don't know. The restaurants certainly don't know. That's why I do come in. I do teach portion control. But people can have some idea. If you make a fist, that's about the size of protein. Um, golf ball is about the size of dairy, cheese. So there are certain standards that you can follow. Also, choose good whole grain carbs. Don't go, don't go no carbs, especially if you exercise. You need those carbs. I would also say get adequate sleep and exercise. Lack of sleep, sleep deprivation causes weight gain. 
people don't always realize that, but the less sleep you get, the greater your chances of being obese. And lastly, hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Water is best. Seltzer is good. Um, the vitamin sugar-free waters next best. But I always say water is the best. So I guess those are some of my tips, Steve. Okay, amazing. You know, breakfast, I'm going to tell you a quick story uh, before we run out of time. Um, I've been a teacher for, um, I don't know, 25 years already. And you talk about adults not having breakfast. I was shocked. You know, I would go to my, to my class one day and I'd say, okay, what do you have for breakfast? Nothing. What do you have for breakfast? A piece of cake. What do you have for breakfast? A glass of milk. What do you have? And all of a sudden I found out my students, these are third grade students, not because they're coming from poor families, because they weren't eating breakfast. They were just lazy. Yeah. And, then, and then I had a mother call me and say, this sounds funny, help me get my child to sleep. And this was a phone call at 930 at night. I'm dealing with third graders. Now, to be fair, when I first started teaching, um, my family was young. So my kids were in bed by six. Now, of course, the, the family has gotten older. And now the younger side, like if they get into bed at 10 o'clock, I'm lucky. But I actually <laughs> created what I call my ice cream parlor, which is a funny reward for doing what you're supposed to do. And the rule is they have to have a good breakfast. And in my, in my letter I sent home, it says, a good breakfast is not cake and cookies. But it is up to the parents to decide what, what qualifies a good breakfast. And I said, you have to be in bed by bedtime. And if bedtime is past 9 o'clock, it's not, a, it's not an acceptable bedtime, at least for my program. You can do whatever you want as a, as a parent. And they're allowed one day and one morning off a week. And I've had fantastic success. Actually, tomorrow, when I finish the show, I have to go buy ice cream because 19 out of 20 children are eligible, which I means... Love that. That's amazing. I wish all teachers would do that today. That's great. You know, I, I, do it, I do it because if they get a good night's sleep and they eat a healthy breakfast, then they can learn, which is what we're looking 100%. for. And they're healthy... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is something I've been doing for years, years, years. I guess everyone's afraid to copy me. They think I, I don't want competition in my, in my program, but I'm all open to, to all kinds of competition. Having a good breakfast for a child is so important because children we know are growing. Uh, they're near the growth stage through those elementary years, and breakfast is, again, for children, is the most important meal of the day. Why do they say that? Why do they say breakfast is the most important meal you know, of the day? You know, there's some controversy over that some people say that if you have not been used to having breakfast early in the morning you could start a little bit later my feeling is if you eat your breakfast early when you wake up and you eat your dinner early and don't eat heavily afterwards you create a good cycle for your body where where it's used to being hungry it's called called breaking the fast for a reason you are breaking your fast breakfast so, again, if you eat very late at night, you're not going to be hungry for the most important meal of the day. But if you eat, you know, dinner at a normal time, a good time, 6 o'clock, light snack about 7, 7.30, and then you have your breakfast 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, it gives you the energy for the rest of the day. Wow. I love it. Rosie, my time is just about up. I'm going to ask you for two things because you have about a minute and change. So, first of all, I'd like to know what you'd like to leave us with. And I would like you to tell us how we can get in touch, how we can contact you to learn more about your program. Sure. Um, I'd like to, well, to leave you with, 
How about a jelly donut, Sifa Hanukkah? Thank you. I accept. <laughs> I would love a jelly donut. That is my okay, favorite. But seriously, I always say when an individual is at a healthy weight for his or her age, height, and gender, they can eat anything in moderation. They really can. Um, and do you said you want to know how to get in touch? Yes. My phone number is 516-569-6400. I am in my office Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, although I only do remote um, counseling, coaching now. I still come into my office. I can be reached on my website, www.weightnumberdietcenter.com, emails at Hewlett at Weight Number Diet Center. And when I say I do remote only, I've been doing remote for many, many years. This is not something new. I have clients all over the world. Israel, Canada, California, Texas, Pennsylvania, just to name a few. Amazing. We, Rosalie, my music is playing. This okay. was so much fun. We learned a lot. I appreciate it. Have a great Shabbos. Success so with much. helping my everybody. And uh, a wonderful shot. A well a wonderful healthy Shabbos. You too. Be well. <laughs> And the music is playing, so we got to wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you to wonderful sponsors and listeners. I couldn't do it without you. Thank you to our production team. We have David and Kelsey in the back. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NM Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it.